the hell is going on around here? It's absolutely inexcusable. Except it's absolutely true. And yet it's All absolutely it. correct. I think it's absolutely thrilling. Absolutely Dystopian Podcast. Everybody back again. Thank you for tuning in, stopping by. Uh, it's eleven o'clock. What the fuck date is it? It's Tuesday, January 9th At work, uh, got kind of a break. Um, yeah, crazy day. Bad news. Come right in the door. Our main customer decide we only have like two-ish jobs of any substance that we're doing for this customer. And they called first thing and said, hey, uh, cancel those two jobs you got going. Just cancel them. And the boss said, wait a minute. We're already in process on both of them. We can't, we're not going to cancel them because we already started them. And they said, well, all right, then postpone them for a month and then uh, we'll, keep, we'll let you know what's going on. From here, and he's like, uh, okay. So he comes up to me, I walk in the door, and he's like, hey, they want to postpone these parts for a month, uh, and I'm going to tell them that we already shipped them, so I need you to get going as fast as you can and run these parts. There's like 35 hours worth of work, right? Get going as fast as you can and run these parts. I know what we had planned yesterday, I just canceled all that. So just start running these parts as fast as you can. And uh, I'm gonna try to ship them out, and we'll we'll get paid. He wants to get paid for these parts because they they're worth a pretty penny. And we made thousands of these parts for this customer, and it's been ongoing orders for a couple of years. And it looks like we've reached the end of the current open order, and we don't have any more orders for those parts after this one. And there's only 150 parts left, so he wants to hurry up and get them out as fast as possible. Okay, I'll do that. And 
So, which leaves us with not a lot of work. I've got about three weeks worth of work. Then after that, we're going to be at back to zero. So we'll see what goes on. It'll be interesting in about another three weeks or a month to see uh, what goes on here. You know, I'm running this machine as fast as I can. And the machine's like alarming. Oil, no oil, low oil. And I already told the boss like three months ago, four months ago, hey, the oil pump is shot. It's not even pumping oil. The machine, the spindle, nothing's getting oil in this machine. I don't care. Just push reset and just keep running. Okay, because he knows it's like a $1,300 repair, which isn't bad as far as machines go. But he just doesn't have $1,300. And, you know, I saw he's got a bill here for a, a long time, fucking 10 years ago. I made him a basic website for this shop. He didn't have a website, he wanted to get some kind of... So I made a basic website, and I hosted it with GoDaddy, and it was like five years for like 50 bucks, and the boss paid for it, the business paid for it. And I just saw a bill on his desk for $289, it says annual renewal for your website, and it's not GoDaddy, it's some bullshit company that's got nothing to do with nothing. And they obviously pulled his his contact information off the who is registry for the website. There's like a public registry that tells you who owns the website. So they're just sending him bills and he's been paying them for the last five, six years, $300 a year to keep his low budget shit website going that like two people have ever commented on since we've been here. Um, and he's still paying for Norton Antivirus. He still pays for his fax machine, phone line, he's paying for a lot of stuff he doesn't need to pay for, but, uh, you know, I had a, a talk with my wife last night, I went home, I said, I said, man, I'm just fucking cold, I've been cold all day, the, you know, we don't have any heat at the shop, the boss doesn't let us turn the heat on at the shop, and it was like, low 50s, mid 50s in the shop all day long, and I was fucking cold to the bone, I go home, take a shower, He's like, he still can't use the heat? And I was like, no, he doesn't. I said, I turn it on sometimes, but it's freezing fucking cold. Numb hands and everything. and You can see your breath in the machines. And she's like, does he want you to quit? I was like, well, I never thought of that. She's like, because half of the shop doesn't have lights. You had to practically beg to get lights in the inspection room and the and the break room so you could take a break with lights. I said, yeah, and he bitches about paying the $800 for all new lighting. And she's like, I think he wants you to quit. If he treats you like, and he doesn't want to buy water anymore, and he's not really buying soap anymore, and it sounds like he wants you to quit. And I was like, uh, you know what, man? I hope not, but it's kind of starting to feel like that. So, I don't know. It is what it is. and uh, It's not the greatest of situations. And honestly, it's kind of got me looking at other states again. And it's kind of getting closer. But uh, whatever. A week at a time, a couple of days at a time, one paycheck at a time. You know what I'm saying? It's well, we'll see what happens. Uh, and ever since I started, like last week, this week I noticed a big bump in um, 
fast food prices. And so I started traveling with a bottle of water in my car so I don't buy like soda or whatever from fast food. I'm not paying three fifty for a twenty ounce flat soda or whatever. I'm not I'm not doing that. So I just drink water everywhere I go to save money. I'm like doing everything I can to save money because I don't know like if my job's gonna be around or whatever. I'm like uh, so I'm going to like further and further measures to save money and uh, I don't know it is what it is uh, let's see we got a bunch of shit to cover today let's see we've got South Korea banning the consumption of dog meat sale and consumption of dog meat congratulations South Korea they're moving up on the evolutionary ladder don't eat your pets so congrats to South Korea. Uh, what do we got? Man, we got billionaires buying homes, having homes built. Mark Zuckerberg, all these big bankers that got all this fucking money. Like Zuckerberg is building a home right now on Kauai, the island of Kauai in Hawaii. I forgot, it's like four, is it 400 acres or some stupid, ridiculous number? And $250 million, I think he's spending on the build. And he's building a massive underground bunker. Massive. $100 million on the bunker alone. And apparently this is a trend with a lot of multi-billionaires or whatever that are building or buying or moving or whatever. They're building these huge bunkers for some reason. And... I don't know what they're, if they're just uh, scared of nuclear war, scared of whatever, but they're building these massive bunkers on all their houses, which is, I guess, commendable. I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's just something that I saw last night. It was kind of interesting. Something that I thought was interesting also on the radio yesterday, local, he was the sheriff of Sacramento County and he no longer is, but he's a real great guy. And people, you still call him sheriff because he still keeps the title, I guess. Sheriff John McGinnis, super good guy, super straight shooter, law and order, super fair. He's a conservative dude, but he's super fair about everything. That's like, He's totally impartial about everything. And he was talking about the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, who took a little vacation the other day and didn't tell anybody. Over the first of the year, he kind of just, you know, good thing we didn't get attacked or whatever. Because uh, the Secretary of Defense just kind of disappeared, had a medical emergency, and didn't bother telling anybody. And I think he's still in the hospital, ICU or something. I don't know what the fuck. And apparently he appointed some lady to take his place. And she, in turn, wasn't there. And nobody knew what the fuck was going on. And Biden's putting on this act now like he's all upset about it. It, it, Bottom line is he doesn't know what's going on. And Sheriff John McGinnis said on the radio, and I think he's correct, the Secretary of Defense is not voted in by the people. He is nominated by the President, Joe Biden, nominated him in there. And... If he has dereliction of duty, which is essentially what this comes down to, 
if he was voted in there, they would you know, probably go through a recall and vote in somebody else. But since he's appointed, that rests, that, all that rests on the shoulders of the appointee, which was Joe Biden. And he said that Joe Biden should be called in front of a committee to answer for and possibly face charges for his appointment for the Secretary of Defense. And it kind of makes sense. And I've never heard him say that that's kind of out there. But it, it, I mean, it makes sense. And he's a law and order guy. And he explained the whole thing. And he's like, yeah, this squarely is on Joe Biden's shoulders. And he should be called to answer for all of this. He's like, this whole administration is just in shambles. And I agree. Uh, you know, back to the bump bunkers for a second with all these rich people. Democrats in general, all these ideologues, and I heard Michelle Obama mention it today. They played a clip. She is physically terrified if Donald Trump is going to get elected for the next four years. She's physically terrified of that. That's what she said. She might be full of hot garbage, but that's what she said. And I think that Zuckerberg... And a lot of these high-profile Democrats who got a lot of money, these billionaires that may have some shisty shit going on and, and maybe taking money from places they shouldn't be taking money from or bribe, getting bribed or whatever, I think that they might be physically scared that if Trump gets in, that they're going to send squads out after these people to bring them to justice. I honestly think that some of these ideologues, some of these nutty liberals think that, especially all, oh, the crazy January, they got so spooked by the whole January 6th presentation from Pelosi and Friends on the TV, the whole miniseries. They got so spooked that they actually think that the MAGA people are going to hunt them down. They saw like they had the gallows at the January 6th thing, the fake gallows thing and I think that really put a lot of fear into a lot of these Democrats, and I think that they may be scared of conservatives coming to round them up because they know they're guilty. They've done guilty things. They know in their heart they've done guilty things. They can't sleep at night, and they need a safe place to sleep at night or try to sleep at night because... Like in Zuckerberg's case, he's unleashed a monster on, on humanity and uh, some view that as reprehensible, including myself. It's Pandora's box. Once you open it for the chance at fame and fortune and you open that box, you can't close it. And Zuckerberg opened it and we just opened the AI box and a lot of, a lot of different stuff, but... Uh, yeah, I think, they're, I think they're literally scared of conservatives that we're going to come and get them because we're all armed to the teeth, right? Because we're, uh, you know, we got tactical gear and bug out bags and big four-wheel drive trucks. So I, I honestly think that they're scared, which is good. Keep them on the run. Fuck those motherfuckers. Um, let's see. We got more... Kids signing off social media altogether. And 
a lot of the people, a lot of the kids and people who are leaving social media, they're having a hard time dealing with the criticism that comes with social media. You make a post on anything, I mean anything, if you have any kind of following, you're going to get people that try to shit on you and make you think that you should have never been born and your whole life is a mistake and you're a moron. And sometimes if you're a person, like a kid growing up, you know, that's scary to hear. You're very open to influence and criticism. You're very sensitive to that kind of thing. You don't have the thick skin yet. You don't know, like, you don't have the experience of real life to back you up knowing that, hey, these people talking shit are probably in somebody's basement or whatever. You don't have that. And I myself have been kind of, I've been taken by that. When I first got on social media, like especially on TikTok, you get an occasional person who just goes out of their way to like, I don't know, they have like a stick up their ass or they're just trying to piss you off or whatever. And at first you're like, yeah, it's irritating. And right from the gate, I made the assumption that the person who's ragging on me is my equal or my superior. It's probably somebody who knows a lot better than me, so I'm probably wrong. Or it's probably a common sense dude who knows a lot more than me, who's a lot more successful than me, and maybe he's right, maybe I'm wrong. My brain automatically thinks that the people who are criticizing me either know better than I do or are equal, equal to me and I should listen to their opinion and they're right. Instead of automatically thinking that, hey, this is probably some fucking jackass who's like knee deep in beer cans and Jack Daniels bottles with cockroaches all over and dirty clothes like with a fucking shitty computer with fucking garbage all over the place. That That's more than likely... You know, I don't know. I don't know who it is. It could be somebody in a fucking mansion. I don't know. But now, I don't make... I used to post a lot. I used to um, shit post a lot, which is like taunting liberals as a conservative. You, you would go out and you'd find liberals to taunt. And you'd fuck with people. I was never like... Uh, overly invasive or overly persistent or uh, to the point of like stalking. I, I have had people do that who really go the length and I mean you turn on the you check your notifications or whatever and then like two weeks later dude is like you haven't posted on that topic in weeks and dude is still like messaging you and dude is like still trying to come after you or whatever and it's like hey bro and shit like that, I'll block somebody. If they if they really get a little spooky, that's when I'll block somebody. But normally I don't block people. But uh, it's easier just to shit on them like that. You know, it, it's just... But social media all in general, trolls, it's how you deal with the negativity. And it always comes. And whether you take it to heart or you're real overly sensitive to that. I think kids can be overly sensitive because they're still... In the formative years, they're still getting their bearings. And to be shit on by some troll who's got some quasi-education or some ideologue who doesn't agree with you, whatever. 
it's a lot to deal with as a kid. So I, I think a lot of kids are, are realizing that they don't have to deal with it. And there's really no substantial gain of dealing with it and staying on social media. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, something else I saw last night. Completely unrelated. I watched a video that was just came out on Barack Obama's birth certificate. It wasn't a documentary. It was just a video by a reliable source. The video was about a half an hour. And he forensically pointed out all the things wrong with Obama's birth certificates. And I know it's old news. And when Trump first came out, everybody said, oh, it's crazy, you're a conspiracy theorist, you're a loon, fuck you, you're a clown. And it turns out that Trump was right. And also, Sheriff Joe Arpaio from Arizona conduct, had an investigation conducted into Obama's birth certificate, like a forensic level investigation. He came, it came back, and it was fake. And he made an announcement to the public, and no TV stations carried it, and... They buried it, and he got fired, and his career was ruined, and he was sued, and he's probably still basically in hiding when he was a forthright defender of law and order. But he also came to the same conclusion that, yeah, it's fake. So this video I watched last night, Obama submitted like a, a short-form birth certificate and a long-form birth certificate. Years into his presidency, by the way, after he had them crafted, hastily crafted, the long-form birth certificate, there's probably 35 or 40 different things that are substantially wrong with it. The stamp, you know, the seal that is actually pressed into the paper, it's the wrong seal and it's the wrong physical size. And his birth number, you know, at the hospital in Hawaii where he was supposedly born at, uh, not in Kenya, which his parents to say tell everybody he was born at, the number that was given to his birth certificate was one number off and there was some discrepancy there and the the actual number that he reported as on his birth certificate when he showed it to the public and it's still available to the public it's at like obama.whitehouse.gov or something like that and all these documents are still available to the public and the number that was given to him was actually the number of the person that was born directly after him, which was a small baby who died at birth, but still got a birth certificate and a number. So that hospital gave Obama the number from that dead baby thinking nobody's going to know the better. Well, it turns out that that dead baby's parents still had the birth certificate, saw all the all the this shit going on, and they said, "Hey, that's our daughter's birth certificate when she died at birth. We still have it, and it's got that same fucking number on it. Now it's on Obama's birth certificate." And everybody said, "No, no, no." Media said, "No, no, no, no. We're not playing that. You guys are crazy." And the hospital said, "Yeah, no. Obama's is right. Yours is wrong." And then they're like, "Well, assign us a new number." And they're like, "Well." We're not going into it right now. Just don't worry about it. So the people at that hospital in Hawaii are on some shit. Somebody's been taking money at that hospital. And all the typesetting, when they type up, because they physically type a birth certificate, they don't put it on a computer. It's not computerized. It's physically typed. 
None of the type matches. The lines don't match. The spacing doesn't match. The indentations don't match. The fonts don't match. There's fucking like 40 different things. Literally 40 different things that do not make sense and don't match. And indicate that this thing was sloppily put together. And here we are, all this time later, now discovering this. And the dude who made the video said, hey... We need to put this in front of a committee and investigate this and get the people from the, the hospital in Hawaii in front of this committee and start answering some questions about this. And if necessary, pull Obama in and have him answer the questions about his birth certificate. And I think that's probably not going to happen at this point. I think everybody thinks, well, it's a done deal. You know, the damage is kind of done. And... The thing is, why did, wasn't this shit taken care of on week one of his presidency? Why a decade later? Look at Joe Biden. We're just now finding out about how guilty this motherfucker is and how corrupt he is. And we're just now getting to it. And he's all, his whole first four years is about done. And by the time we put it together, he'll be out of office. Hopefully, he won't be in his second term. Hopefully, he'll be out of office being replaced by Trump. And then what are we going to do? Investigate him after, after the fact? And then what? Slap his wrist or give him whatever? Uh, after he's out of office, he's gonna, he'll probably either be dead or, or have Alzheimer's or just won't care or whatever. And the whole thing was for nothing. And God forbid if we lose the House and it goes uh, to a Democratic House, all this investigation gets thrown in garbage. Uh, which would be horrific, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. Hey, you want to know something fun? Did you guys know that Hitler invented the Volkswagen? Right. I knew that. Volkswagen, the people's wagon. And I laugh at all these people who drive Volkswagens now, like all these yuppies. These new Volkswagens, they got like the light up symbol, the light, the icon that lights up in the middle of the car. So does uh, Mercedes have them. Different cars have them. Volkswagen has them. And these people that are buying these $60,000 big Volkswagen SUVs thinking their shit don't stink. You're literally driving the car that Hitler invented. <laughs> I think that's fucking hilarious. And then I take a good look at the VW emblem and I'm like, you know what? If you put this stick this way and this stick the other way and you arrange these sticks a little different... You'd literally have a swastika that's illuminated on your car. <laughs> I don't know. That's just me. I think that's fucking hilarious. I heard that Volkswagen are garbage cars. Except for like the ones that they first made, you know, the bugs back long ago. You know, it was a good idea because they didn't take coolant. They were just air-cooled and they have a lot of advantages back when they were first invented. But now they're just garbage, low-quality cars. And people drive these big honking SUVs and they, and they think that, I don't know, that's just what I see when I see a Volkswagen going down the road. I'm like, people's wagon. And I just fucking start laughing. I don't know. It's, uh, I don't know. I think it's funny. Uh, also, we've got people leaving blue cities around the country. Blue states for that matter. Uh, all the West Coast, California, Oregon, Washington, East Coast, you got Virginia, 
New Jersey especially, New York, people are fleeing and they're all going south. That's the new trend. And the numbers came out today and people are getting the fuck out of blue states. And I don't blame them. When are people going to realize, until they're demonstrated that Democratic, the, the Democratic base, now I'm talking to especially black voters at this point, they're being demonstrated to with illegal immigrants being dispersed in all their neighborhoods, taking away everything that they have, slowly but surely, they're seeing that Democrats will sell them out in a second. And all the shit they've been telling them, all the lies they've been buying for the last 40, 50 years, voting Democrat just because, because daddy told them to or mommy told them to, they just now realize it's not that game anymore. We're not playing that game anymore. We're playing a different game now. We're playing the good and evil game now. I'm not even exaggerating. And now the rest of the country is starting to see that that's the game we're playing. We're playing the good and evil game. We're playing the sink or swim game. Like, it matters who you vote for. And if you want more carnage in your life, if you want more taxes, higher prices, and immigrants in your community, vote Democrat. If you want the borders shut on day one and prices to start going down on your gas and your food and you want inflation to start coming down, vote for Donald Trump. Before, I think there was a lot of people who could never even say those words. They couldn't make those words even come out of their mouth. I should vote for Donald Trump. Maybe I should vote for Donald Trump. So many people couldn't physically make those words come out of their mouth. But after being shit directly on their forehead... These Democrats are shitting right on their forehead and then giving them the middle finger to their face. That's exactly what's happening. So now it takes that much trauma and that much wrongdoing for these Democrats and some of these ideologues to say, oh, maybe I should vote for Donald Trump. Okay, things were better under Donald Trump. Okay. Okay, inflation was 1.7% under Donald Trump. Uh, okay, uh, eggs were like $1.29 a dozen. Okay, gas was like $2.10 a gallon. Uh, California was like $2.75. Okay, nationwide, yeah, gas $1.25 in Texas. Okay. Okay, the price of a, a barrel of oil at one point was zero. It was so low. Okay. Okay, that he was going to export oil to pay off the national debt. Okay, now I admit that. Okay, fuck. Where do I sign? All right, fuck it. I'll, okay. I won't tell my friends. I'm a Trump supporter. I think that's where a lot of people are at right now. And it's starting to become contagious. And they're getting past, oh, Trump told us to drink bleach. Oh, Trump told us to do this. And all these stupid rumors about he said, she said about the COVID things and all these twisted twisted facts that they now know were they were lies all it was lies and they're coming to see that now the black base after being show after you show and prove to them how bad the democratic policy is that doesn't necessarily mean wealthy white elites are going to learn because they probably won't learn they'll probably still never say those words and they'll probably they would probably la- rather live in 
a town like uh, Portland, Oregon, than vote for Donald Trump. They would probably rather get their car windows smashed in by people who are underserved and just trying to uh, get their equality than vote for Donald Trump. They would probably much rather get their local police station burnt down uh, than vote for Donald Trump. Those people will never change. They are literally emblazoned with democratic ideals, brainwashed with them to the actual core. They're like stained with like how wood soaks in stain and just if, if you just keep staining it, it soaks it right into the core. It's not going to change. To the point where if they're faced with, if I turn left, I'm going to die. But I go along with my democratic values. If I turn right, I'm going to side with, uh, siding with Donald Trump. Let me turn left and just take this bullet to the head because that's what I'm supposed to do. Because I'm an ideologue and I'd rather die, literally die, than think correctly or use my moral compass. I'm so askew. My morals are so piss poor that I'm literally going to take death over conservative ideology or conservative principles or the mere suggestion of being conservative. Oh, man. What else we got? We got the black guy on TV that pulls his car up to the line of protesters. You guys might have saw that. He gets out and... He's yelling at him through the window. He's like, you guys can't be doing this shit. And they're taunting him and he gets out of his car. He's like, all right, now I got to fucking go. He walks up to the protesters and he pushes a couple of them. And then they just kind of walk back in front of his car. And long story short, he gets back in his car. Nothing happens. These fucking protesters are, they're just stupid now. They're stupid now. And I watched a video <laughs> uh, a month ago. Of a protester blocking like an off-ramp or something like that. It was like a couple protesters, like two of them. They're holding up signs in the roadway or something. And this dude was in a white, like a Yukon. And this this uh, protester gets out in front of his car yelling some shit. Wearing like a purple hat and some dippy outfit. Holding the sign. So I didn't even know what they were protesting. And this was all taped on like a uh, somebody's cell phone across the street. I think it was one of the protesters' friend's cell phone. And they're protesting. They're they're taping how their friend stopped this car. Like, oh wow, he's really about it. He's gonna stop traffic. And the dude leans out of his window of this truck. He's like, hey, get the fuck out of the way. And whatever, whatever. And the dude wouldn't move out of the way. Just one protester. And so the guy in the truck like starts gunning the gas and inching forward and inching forward. And he like pushes the guy and then he stops. He like pushed him like a foot. And he wasn't going really fast, but he was moving. And, and the people that were videotaping are like, oh my God, he's going to run him over. And then the guy stands up there with the sign and he doesn't get out of the way. And then the guy with the truck kind of revs his engine and kind of gets around him and starts going by him. And the protester pulls out some kind of stick or something and smacks the guy's window as he's going past him. The guy stops the truck. He gets out. He's like, all right, bro, I'm going to fuck you up right now. 
It's so epic you could hear it on the tape. He's like, all right, bro, I'm going to fuck you up right now. And he tackles this protester on the side of the road. He drops the sign. He takes the stick out of that guy's hand. He tosses it. And then he just starts, he gets this guy on the ground. He's just beating the shit, just pummeling his face over and over and over. And he's yelling at him. He's like, I fucking told you not to do that, you dumb motherfucker. Stay out of the fucking road. And he's just busting this guy's shit right on the side of the road. The protester's getting his, his fucking face mashed in. And then the dude, dude gets back in the truck. He's like, I told you, stay out of the, out of the road, you dumb motherfucker. And he's like all like half knocked out on the side of the road. And he drives away. <laughs> and I was like, man, that was fucking epic right there. These protesters, I mean, if they're in a group of 50, what are you going to do? I mean, are you going to run to, you can't just run them over. And I watched something online that said that there's like a fine line. You can only run people over when they are threatening your life. If they're blocking your traffic, you don't get to run them over. If they're pounding on your window or jumping on the roof of your car, you don't get to run them over. If they're smashing your windows and they got sticks and torches and whatever, sticks is one thing, but like anything that can do you great bodily harm, then you can fucking mash them. But it's only then, and even then they say you're going to have a hard time proving it in court because the court will always side with like a pedestrian. Uh, but they say if you ever ha- you can't really run anybody over even if they break your windows you still can't run them over it's only when they threaten to kill you even if you have a small child in the car they have to threaten to kill you before you run somebody over I guess is the actual deal uh, and it was a a lawyer that was uh Doing the video, I think it was, I don't know if it was Steve Lato, uh, some some lawyer, and they were they had the whole thing all diagrammed out and whatever. But uh, yeah, you you can't run them over. That's I guess that's the deal. Okay, on to my last final thing, and then I'm fucking done. The national debt. You're like, oh fucking wow, whoop de doo. Okay, it just passed thirty four trillion dollars, right? And they say it's going to be another trillion dollars by the time Biden is out of office. Hopefully next, well, November or whenever the election is. And here's the thing. I had an idea because now they're talking about cutting programs, cutting all kinds of spending, cutting stuff for all kinds of people all across the United States. Who Some people need the services more than others, but... They're talking about massive spending cuts if they want to try to control the deficit. Here's my idea. You've got these fucking billionaires walking all over the fucking place, it seems like, nowadays. People you never heard of that's got so much money that it's just like stupid amounts of money. What if you incentivized private donations that would go straight to the deficit? It seems like $34 you could probably knock out some of that with private donations. Now, I know it wouldn't make much sense because the government's still going to be spending the money like a drunken sailor. But, if you incentivized 
donations to the public, the public deficit. What if I said, okay, well, if you donate uh, $50, we'll give you a card. You get a card in the mail and it's got like a, a green square on it. It's a, it's a green card. And if next time you go to the movies, if you have a green card, we're going to implement a skip the line thing or parking or whatever. Hey, if you're a green, if you're a green parking, a green card carrier, you can park here. Or, or whatever incentive. I'm just thinking of shit off the top of my head. Whatever incentive for, uh, I don't know. You could, different ways, you could incentivize that. Now, if you donate $100, if you donate $500, $1,000, $50,000, you know, you could get different colors, orange, blue. A, a, well, if you went like, a quarter million dollars or half a million dollars or you could have like a million dollar card that you could don't that if you donated a million dollars to the deficit the government would give you like a black card and that would entitle you to who knows what get creative or two million dollars you get a gold card three million dollars diamond card or whatever I know there's billionaires out there, billionaires and millionaires who would piss off a million dollars and wouldn't even fucking care. They could go spend that on fucking gas for their boat for three months or whatever just to get one of those cards so they could flex on social media, so they could do whatever. And you could change like the amounts for what colors or what whatever and change the rewards. But if you had like a, an incentive program where it like incentivized you to donate to the national deficit now of course we'd have to do something about the spending that's the other half of the problem <laughs> the, the the shitty half like the incentivizing half is the fun half the spending less money or whatever that's a problem because that's up to politicians and they'll never stop spending money like drunken sailors when it's not theirs to spend even though Mike Johnson the new speaker of the house said hey we are fiduciaries of the people's money. We are, we need to watch out for the taxpayers' money. You know what I mean? We are, we are responsible on their behalf. We are stewards of the taxpayers' money. We're not just going to spend it willy-nilly because it's not our money. It's their money. And they entrust us to manage it well. And in the interest of fiduciary, you do that on behalf of the taxpayer as a, as a good faith uh, measure. You do that for a taxpayer. You're the steward of that money. You're, it's not your money, but you, you are supposed to manage it in a fiscally responsible manner. And if that ever happened, I don't know, if, if there was ever a scenario where that were to happen... And you could implement like a, a incentivize private donations where it would actually mean something. You, you might not get a trillion dollars worth of donations, but you'd get something. And I don't know if you're a corporation, if you donate uh, 10 million, you get whatever. If you, if you donate 25 million, we'll give you this or whatever. I don't know. Just a thought. I don't know. Kind of fun. But probably never happen 
well, let's just let's just go right out there and say it'll never happen. Uh, in other words, what else we got? Lasting millennials and Gen Z. They said today they will probably never be able to afford a home in their lifetimes. Good news there. And you know what? That's it. Fuck it. Uh, final note: I got a new piece of equipment. Well, not new. It's a piece of equipment that I got a while ago, a couple of years ago actually. That's been collecting dust in my bedroom. That I'm gonna bring out and try to make some new music for the show. Uh, it's a drum. It's a drum machine and sampler. It's it's called a machine. Uh, micro NK3. It's it's pretty wild, and I've never really spent the, t the time to learn how to use it. There's like a steep learning curve to it, but I'm figuring it out now. There's a lot more videos and a lot more help for people to try to figure this thing out because it's complex. You got to hook it to a computer, and the computer runs the software, and the machine will generate the sounds, but it all has to be tracked on the computer, and it's a complex thing. In order just to build a song or whatever, it's a complex undertaking, but it's the sounds in it are fucking badass, and it's just, I'm discovering it, rediscovering it now after a couple of years. And you can put samples in there, you can put like sound bites for the show in there, like sound clips or whatever, and you can just trigger them whenever you want, but it's a lot to do, so I'm trying to learn that, and because I'd like to get more original music for the intro and outro because that shit is not my music. It's I've I've remixed it and I've done some stuff to it, but the the core tracks are not my music. So it's just some shit that I threw together. So I'm going to try to make that happen, but it's a lot to learn and I don't have tons of time, which is what you need to learn that. So Whatever. Anyways, I got to go back to work and do my stuff. So I will see you guys again next time. And happy Tuesday. See ya. It's like if you know, you know. The people who know, the people who listen will listen. It's therapeutic. You know, the people who it's meant for, it's, they're gonna receive it and it's gonna get them through whatever. You know what I'm saying? Looks like you've wasted my time. Absolutely. God damn it. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. What do you call that shit? Absolutely, Absolutely dystopian, dystopian podcast. podcast.